I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. podcast Sunderland have finally been beaten and we are going to talk about it is it all doom and gloom or was it inevitable that was going to happen at some point we've also got a Tuesday game to review because Sunderland go to Wigan so we're going to try and rush through it quickly joining myself Stephen Goldsmith is Gareth Barker hello hi good day today being out mm, taking nice. advantage of well, the momentous was... occasion well I had a um I thought I had a, a day of flexi to take, so I thought, and my son's back at school tomorrow, so I thought we'll go to the beach today, just like something to do, and then uh, all there was like all the bars were open and that, but they were pretty quiet really. So I oh, thought, yeah. oh, let's go in here for like something to eat and had a pint, and a bit of food, and sat outside. Yeah, I, would love, nice. I would love it. I would love it if my circumstances just meant that I could have just took a holiday at a day and just went out on the lash all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the middle of a house move and stuff, as you know, so that would have been beyond selfish. If well, I don't think I would have dared even try. But you know, never mind. I have enjoyed seeing people with the the pine photos and the stuff today because it's one of those things you just take for granted. And it's just, yeah, yeah well, it's not. It, it's good that. Um... You know, the places that were passed down the seafront all seemed to be very well organised and it was all sort of safe. We've had months to prepare. <laughs> yeah, it's all spaced, all spaced, everything is all evenly spaced out and that, and it was great. So, yeah, it was looked very safe and very well organised. So get out and support Yeah, your local business, your local businesses and that. Weather's starting to turn hopefully as well. Even though you walk around the shop yesterday and it was it was warm when I walked to the shop, I had my shorts on, and then when I left the shop, it was snowing again. Quite, just <laughs> it was all it was all right, mental, you know. The, it, was, it was a bit chilly, like, but uh, the sun was out, so seeing the sun, it was quite warm. It was good. It was felt weird and normal at the same that time. That is good. That is good. Michael Loft's joined us as well. All right, that's how you doing. All right, you you were uh, somebody I wouldn't be surprised to see take advantage of that and. I haven't because I'm out in the sticks at the minute and I don't think there's anywhere in my local area where it has that outside kind of like facility. So it's just been dog walking for me. So All right. Okay. Do have outside facilities? Yeah, yeah. Just put a well, table we, outside. I, I know, but well, there's, there's no room. We're just like in the middle of like a street and that's it. Cording it off. <laughs> well, that's what they do at a couple of pubs in town. I shut the yeah, road down for yeah, to get yeah. people in, to get people in on it. Well, I want to should do... There's like a pub like right next to like a court where there's quite a lot of car parking spaces. So shut the car park, get a few benches lashed down, and everyone can have a drink. Yep. 
There you go. Some of, the, some of the working men's clubs are really coming into the room with this because they don't have beer gardens, but they're just using the car parks, aren't they? They're shoving all the yeah. tables outside. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I say. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. okay. Well, um, we'll try and rattle through this. So, um, another midweek game to talk about as well. Uh, Sunderland's unbeaten run came to an end of the weekend. Uh, we knew it would happen, and Charlton aren't a bad team. Um, that's not to say you can't be disappointed about it. So how are, how philosophical are people over this? Are they angry or are they, are they more measured? Because we've, what a lot of people didn't predict was Hull's good form, I think. And it's making it difficult for Sunderland to keep, to keep up, I think, now. Gareth. You're talking to me. I was waiting for Mick to answer. Well, I'll put your name on it now. So um, go with it. Like on the during the game and it just felt like it wasn't going to be our day like at half time with you know the the two saves that the keeper made yeah. from White and after his and, first uh, save O'Brien. Thought, after his first save right, I thought yeah. oh it's going to be one of them isn't it the one from O'Brien was a, a tremendous save like to get he's, he's moving away from the ball and to get the power to like keep that header out because it was a point blank bullet header and it was at that point where I was like oh and then the goal that we con- well say we conceded almost seems like to understate us co- like to st- understate how bad it was conceding that goal, um, the kind of goal it was, and then it just felt like it just wasn't going to be our day. Um, so I kind of resolved myself to the idea it was like we're probably not going to win this today. So a point would have been great. Um, but, too, you know, unacceptable, got... too unacceptable, too yeah. unacceptable goals to concede. The first yeah. one, spectacularly so. Um, but the second one as well, Michael. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to kind of go in like too heavy on Johnson because it's our first defeat in like thousands, really. But I, I, I always think it's a little bit of a mistake to make four substitutions when you're defending like a set piece or throwing even like deep inside your own half because I just think it leaves you a little bit disjointed and disorganised. And I think that's what happened to the goal, even though it weren't necessarily like major changes to the back four. Like I know McLaughlin came on and stuff like that. And I just think like when you change the shape of the team like that, it does just lead to kind of like chaos. And I think it did take us a while. Like once we conceded that second goal, we were really shell-shocked. So I think maybe that sub could have waited until maybe we defended that properly. We had like going up the other end of the pitch. Well, I if, one think, question, if one we question didn't make, manager, We didn't what? make four, did we, at that time? I thought we made two. And then we conceded we? and he made another. he made two. Right, okay, I stand correct on that then. But I'm sure he did. Yeah. But there was four came on in that sort of yeah, yeah. to throw in to us kicking off again. Um, I'll maybe get myself a bit mixed up there, but there was certainly like a bit of chaos. Yeah. Well, there certainly was chaos. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't I mean, it was just a crap tackle, like crap block challenge on the edge of the box and everyone stood still. So, I mean, I know you take your point in the throw ins, but like it's just a lack of concentration, really, wasn't it? And then both goals. Yeah, I mean, well, the first one, I probably shouldn't talk about Josh Scone because I'll probably say something I regret. Just, yeah, end, just generally in, like, I just, he's just not for me. 
you know, he just, for me, for someone who's come from a high division, he just lacks quality in so yeah. many different ways. Like, I don't think he's not a particularly good distributor. Like, obviously, his nickname's a rapper. I don't think he's particularly good at winning the ball back or anything like that. He can get around the pitch well, but I'm sure there's a lot of players in the low leagues who's got a good engine. He's not, like, a particularly imposing presence either. I just think he's a very kind of poor player. And for yeah. the goal, I, I know <clears> it's already been pointed out on the reaction pod and obviously, like, Earlier on in the season, I did kind of dig out Lee Burge a fair bit, but I'm not even I'm not even really putting that on him because yes, he's made a mistake, but ultimately he still kept the ball out of the net, and all Scorn's got to do is complete the clearance, and nobody's talking about that mistake. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just think it's it's it like you like you pointed out, like it wasn't a perfect performance, but he could have thrown his hat on that Burge though as well. Let, let, I'm not I'm not I'm not prepared to be as forgiven as you on it. It was it's as bad as it was from scoring to stand on the line, slicing the ball in his own net. I don't think I've ever seen that before. He but, wasn't even on the line. He was like this is it. two yards the off the line and he's managed to do that. I mean the keeper could have thrown his hat on that ball and should have thrown oh, yeah. it. Well, he, he could mean, have done it's as I say it's a mistake, but it's it's not the final mistake. So like if a if a centre half has like misjudged the flight of the ball and it's gone over his head, then a centre forward has a scruffy shot and it goes through the keeper's legs, you're not hammering the centre half, are you? I just think it's a collective. So you know disaster. what I mean. Like, I know what you're saying. If he clears it, then, but you know, if he catches a ball and it's not, but it, they, they were both terrible mistakes and totally. were conceded. And I think Scone for me is just like he's like the reverse Tommy Miller. It's like you know what somebody does nothing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just to do anything like. I mean, he scored. Up, up, he up, scored. Up and down for me, but Sky don't put him say, I know how you feel about him. I'm not quite that bad. I, I, I felt like it on, on Saturday um, after just done that. They, they are two unforgivable goals, really, whatever level you're playing, whatever your achievement, you know, end goal is, whatever you're trying to achieve, promotion, relegation, mid-table mediocrity, those are both goals that are just not forgivable from a defensive point of view. You'd mentioned you didn't want to go in on Johnson earlier and I'm not going to certainly do that, but what do people think about the changes he made to the starting team? Because changing to back three, um, the reasons that jump out of me for doing that, I think possibly Charlton, he was worried about them in the air and having an extra body there to sweep up or because Charlton were trying to, were playing a high press from the start, weren't they? So if you could, if you play a black three and then your defenders can split, it sometimes helps you, you beat the press. Because besides that, I'm scratching my head and I think we've pushed our luck one game too many by playing not one but two central defenders in a three man defence. I, I didn't, it didn't feel much like a three to me though. I know like people are saying it's a, it's a back three, or whatever. But it was a one, it was almost. Well, Powell was sitting. Yeah, Powell was, was clearly but... sitting in the back, in the back, in the back. Well, he, he was, but it didn't shape wise. It didn't feel like a three. Well, not because we it, well personally move around. Yeah, but I'm saying it. It wasn't like an obvious back three with wing backs. It was almost like a slightly like you know when Jack Ross used to play that yeah. kind of kind of lopsided back four thing. But it, I know what you mean. It's. McLaughlin could have gone in there and done that, and you could have put power into midfield, um, and you would have added a bit of bit of height um, to that back three. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think changes and and that. I mean, at the moment, it feels like we've got a good group there, and we can take a few out and put a few in and not every player is going to be everybody's taste, but they are capable 
the cha- when we make the changes, the players are generally come in are capable of. It was just very different the way the, sort of, the way he set up against Peterborough when you thought right, led but he's playing and he's you can see what he's trying to do. He's trying to put some control on the game. Jones is starting, he's banging form, and then the next game I know we've got the squad to make changes, but you know it's from Monday to Saturday they've had enough rest, and then suddenly you just I I just look at that starting lineup and I think he's he's pushing his luck. That's what I thought when I saw the team. Um, I don't know the, the, I the season fin- the season finishes on what the eighth of May is it. Around then, yeah. So we've got like eight. We were basically having eight games in five, like four weeks. I mean, maybe he's he's obviously trying to manage it, which is understandable. I think you know, the thing is, though, you can pick it apart now, but we should be two nil up, like like before they score. And I think that's a big difference because I think in recent weeks, regardless of performance, I think we have like executed those key moments in games. So you look at like Acton and Stanley away, like some people would argue that wasn't the best display, even though I thought that we were in control of that game for the majority of it. But like Ross Stewart gets that goal at a really, really key time. And I think we've scored like key goals at key times like throughout the season. You look at that Oxford results um, last week where we scored right on half time. And I think that was just a big difference on um, on Saturday. Like Charlton, they really did take advantage of those key moments in the game, and we just simply didn't. I mean, even after we went two one down, I was very disappointed with the way we played. Actually, I think yeah. we went far too direct. We weren't trying to stretch the game, and I know it's tempting when you've got the two big lads up top, but I think that we did go far too direct, and there wasn't enough for right in our play, and it was quite easy to deal with. But Ross Stewart still did have that that header, and I'm not saying that like it's a, like a guilt edge chance or anything like that. But if he puts out a couple of yards like wide of a goalkeeper, despite the form he's in, that's probably two all, and then you've still got ten minutes left, and who knows what would have happened. So I know like obviously it's a bit of a kind of like strawman argument there, but I just think Saturday. I'm not saying like write it off as just being unlucky, but. I think that it's one of those games that could have gone either way, and unfortunately, we've come on the wrong side of it. And it's all about how we respond now. Yeah, it's the timing of it, isn't it? I think it's frustrating because you know we we'd said had we you know beat Charlton, we would have finally, after three years, have gone into our game in hand, th- thinking we can actually make this count and get ourselves in the top in the top two now. And now we can't do that again. And just just it just seems like we're always chasing. And I mentioned at the start there holes form. I didn't see that coming. I'll be honest. I thought, you know, they were, um, they had three games. One was a, a gimme, wasn't it? But they had crew away and they had um, Plymouth away, and they've, they've emphatically come through 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 that test. And, and that's, I think, you know, you start same, to see them pull. No, I know teams are going to lose games. Time, I know. I know. Exactly we'll, be measured, we'll be measured about it. Yeah. I know. But it's a reaction, isn't it? And you react suddenly. You lose a game in a key time, and you just pull away from you. You know, people are going to be. You'd expect. You'd expect those two. T- if we were playing Plymouth or Northampton, I'd expect us to win that game. I wouldn't expect us to score Plymouth. Going to Plymouth and win three 0 is not the well, easiest thing in the world. What, where are the seventeenth or something? No, decent home record though. I think. Well, when did they pick up all? They had a good run up until Christmas, and then they're they're in the. You know, bottom eight. So there's there's a reason they're in the bottom eight. Um, maybe they picked up all those home points. You know, when they were they were on a good run, and they haven't picked up as many. I don't know that you have to look at it, the stats, but I'd expect us to. Even so, I'd expect us to go and beat them. Um, so you know, the, the same with the Northampton game. Um, 
at this stage of the season, I'd rather play one of those two than Charlton. Um, they've got their tougher games to come on the running. And, you know, we had, what, 14 unbeaten in all comps. I mean, it just goes to show that that's a really good run. That's two months of hard work there that's ended at the weekend. You know, it's it's hard to keep it going no matter how good you are. Mm-hmm. I that's think that's... To, lost that, to Peterborough as well, I'm just having a look. And I think... Wigan. My main grievance, I think, with the reaction at Saturday, it's not like the frustration and the annoyance of the individual result because, I mean, I was really annoyed after the game and God knows you know from the group chat, I say very silly things in the heat of the moment when I'm annoyed <laughs> like after a game or during a game. Um, but I think what my kind of grievance has been, there's suddenly now the narrative shifting to, oh, well, this has been coming, we haven't played well for weeks. And to be honest, I just think that's rubbish. I just think it's absolute rubbish. Like, I know maybe, maybe we haven't like dominated every game, but people have said we haven't played well since Portsmouth. So when you sit and think about it, Arthur and Stanley would deserve to win that game. Like, I mean, it might not have been like Brazil in the 1970s, but we deserved to win that game and we controlled it. Bristol Rovers were, had really good chances to win that game by more. You had the O'Brien chance and stuff like that. Lincoln could have gone either way, but at the time, I can't remember there being a great deal of fume surrounding the results. Oxford, after the game, the narrative was about like the great character coming back from being a goal down and we really dominated the second half. So, and like Peterborough, like we, we controlled large parts of that game, particularly the first half. So I just, I don't really understand where this sudden like idea that it's been coming and we've been riding our luck. I mean, I can't remember a game where we've been like under the cosh or anything like that, where I thought, oh my God, we're lucky to come through that. So as I say, I understand like annoyance of frustration, but I just think that maybe we're being held to a standard that nobody else in this league's been held to. I agree. And I think the, the players have earned a bit of patience from, from us. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's frustrating. I haven't I haven't sort of seen meltdowns on that scale, but again, we have this. I never seem to. I'm just wondering if like um, I'm, I'm maybe like follow the right people on social media and stuff like that. But it's um, it's going to be interesting because we've got a game to react now, which is going to be I, important. I think everyone does. There is a habit of building everyone else up. Oh well, they're not going to lose this game. They're not going to lose a game. Oh, we've got to play Blackpool twice. Like the it's like. Are we rubbish all of a sudden? Like, is that is that? I mean, we've got to, we're going to go into games. Sometimes we're going to get beaten in games where we play miles better than the opposition. We've seen that loads of times. Um, sometimes you're going to squeak through when maybe you know you you've been a bit fortunate. Other times you're going to dominate and win the game. Sometimes you're just going to lose. It's just that's the game. Like, you know, we've got, we've got a couple. We've got a couple of tough games. And, and obviously we've got Blackpool to play twice and we've got Hull now with the last seven, which are going to be the the real tough ones. Again, on no, I think, I think it's all about timing because it's one of them where, unfortunately, even if we beat Wigan tomorrow night, you're looking at if we don't get like um, four points minimum from the Blackpool and the Hull game, because of the timing, you'll be looking at it and saying like, oh, well, that's kind of three games out our last four, whatever, we've not run. And all of a sudden, people will be writing us off out of a race. Whereas if I think those two games were spread out and we had a more favourable one in between those games, you've got the opportunity to keep a bit of momentum going. But I think this will be a really defining week in the race just because we might be giving ourselves a little bit too much to do and confidence might be on the floor. But conversely, if we do get good results against Blackpool and Hull, suddenly I think people will be saying, oh, well, it's on, it's really in our hands again. So I think the next kind of like, 10 days is absolutely crucial. It is in our hands, isn't it? If we win every game, we go if, up. If we win every game, we go up. If we win every game, we go up, yeah. But yeah. Like, it's, that's not going to happen. We're not going to no, win every game. It's in I'm our just, hands. But, like, but that doesn't, like, you know, it doesn't mean everyone else. Look, 
Peter have got a, a a nice fixture at the weekend. They've got a, they've got to play in Northampton. Um, so it was Swindon, isn't that too meant to say the play at the weekend? And then after that, they've got to play Peter. Sorry, they've got to play Gillingham, Charlton, Doncaster, Lincoln, and Doncaster. Doncaster have gone by a lot of things, so <laughs> a that's a bit of a shame. But you never know if they win the next couple of games, they'll be they'll be back. They'll be looking at it going well. We need we need here. we need a change of manager to happen. All of there, those, I think like all those, really you don't want all to think those about players, other clubs here, but all of those players. All those teams, sorry, um, after Northampton, who was trying to stay up themselves, all those teams after Northampton are wanting to get in the playoffs. So a bit like we've had Oxford and, and um, Charlton recently. So, you know, they're not, not going to be, you know, you'd rather play Swindon and North. Swindon and Northampton than you'd, you'd, you'd have, for, you know, the fixtures that we've had recently. It's just the, the nature of the beast. I mean... I mean, think the advantage Hull have got because they've they've got the points on the board. Yeah, they've got fewer games, but they've won the games they've had. But they've got few, you know, they've got Fleetwood the weekend who they've done all right under Grayson. Um, it's been a lot harder to beat, and they've picked up some decent points. And they've got to play Lincoln and Charlton and ourselves in their last five. So. It's it's gonna if they if, said that the other week if Peterborough and Hull get through these games and they drop, you know, minimal points between them and fair enough, like, like for us to, to for us to miss out because we haven't won every game until the end of the season, that's not a, that's not a a failure on our behalf. You know, we, we've had to play a lot of catch up in the last two months, um, and we've we've done all the, we've done the hard yards to put ourselves in a position, and I would say. It's more than likely we'll finish in the highest position in this division since we came down, because I, you know, I'd expect us no, to we're finish. We're not finishing more than third. Yeah, that, exactly. That, that's so, why. It, that's why it's yeah. um, in one way it's it's, it's more frustrating. We well, need Doncaster. In... We need Doncaster to sack the manager. Is what we need. Yeah. Um, because yeah. well, we do because they've they've, they've they put I can't remember his name, but the, Andy a care, Butler, I think it was. A caretaker, Andy and he's, he's quite popular with the fans yeah. and the players, isn't he? Very much like a, a the Ricky Sabridge you feel about it. Um, you know they're not going to make the playoffs now, so you would hope that they will. Well, they might make the playoffs. Well, it's it's look. You would hope now that they give they're giving somebody a job and saying right, you know, you you having a look at what you've got now and build it for next season rather than rather than wait till they inevitably don't go up because they're not going to go up. And I think Richie Wellens is a is a former fan's favourite there. And well, you say that, but out of work. you know, <laughs> I mean. I don't think I'm just saying, no, I'm not making the case from going up. I'm just saying it's funny, isn't it? Because I think like Ipswich have only won about one game in the last 15 and the seventh or something. It's like every week you say, oh, Steve Ipswich have drawn nil nil again. No, the eighth. So the stay's still in with a shout. Well, Doncaster got 57 points. Um, and the five, the five points off, um, the six points, sorry, off the playoffs. Um, and they've got they've got um they've got eight to play, Doncaster. So it's not, you know, a couple of good results in the back the back in it. So Well, even more even more reason to get because it's not working under this yeah, guy. So get a new not, manager no. in, get a new manager bounce. They play Burton tomorrow night, who've who've been in decent form. So so I'm looking at those games now and going like now I want Charlton to win like every game, and because they've got to play. You know they've they've got to play um 
some of those teams around. So, you know, all those teams, you're kind of hoping they give themselves a chance to get into the playoffs. Because obviously, as the, the game's boiled like down. The, the teams have been that poor as well this season, but you feel like yeah. there's, there's some really informed. Like, you yeah. feel like the playoffs are going to be ruthless now because, like, yeah. Portsmouth are in good form and Blackpool and Charlton are all in good form. I mean, Chilling- Chillingham are only four points off the playoffs. I mean, they've played more games than everyone else, but, you know, they'll be, when they play Peterborough, to give themselves, you know, beating them gives themselves a chance of getting in. You know, the, there's a long way to go yet. And we can do all the sort of gymnastics in our head about, you know, how, you know, how, how, what we need to happen. Um, but again, you look at the fixtures, of the, the form in the last five, sorry. Hull have won three and drawn two. Peter have won three, drawn one, lost one. We've won two, drawn two, lost one. So form-wise, it's, you know, similar. You know, Blackpool dropped points recently. They've, um, they'll be gutted because they were 2-0 up, weren't they, the yeah, weekend and yeah. that up, so. Mm-hmm. I think Blackpool have drawn a lot of games. I remember a pod recently where people talked about, like, all oh, like Blackpool's improved form, but I think we'd only won one home game in five, but equally we'd only lost one home game in five. Mm-hmm. So it's not as if Blackpool are, like, kind of, like, winning every week and, like, racking up cricket scores. Like, it still was perfectly capable of going to Blackpool and winning. Like, Yeah, I think we've got to be careful, don't because you know, in the games itself, it's not like like I agree with you on the narrative thing, Mickey. It's like it's not been like people all of a sudden where we haven't played well for like ten games or something like that. Ridiculous! It feels like it's like well, no, that's not that's not, that's not true. It's not true. Like we created like well, we created four excellent chances in our first half. The keepers made three saves. Why could have scored with that first one? Like he's pushed around the post from the greedy cross. So it's not like we're, like, commented the other week, it doesn't feel like we're creating as many chances. We cre- we're creating I didn't think there was a, chances. I didn't think there was a lot wrong with Wike's finish either way. I tried to just dink it over the Oh, there was nothing and, wrong and, with and, it? You know, you know, I said him get slagged off a lot of anything. I, I think he made the right choice, actually, just to try yeah. a little dink. And sometimes you've just got to say it. Yeah, it was a good, good save. Good It's a fantastic save, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And, he spread his arm very like sort of Schmeichel-esque, wasn't it? He was no, he had no right to save it. Like it was, it wasn't like like it was very much a. If anything, Clive hit it too well because he got a lot. He got a lot on the clip. And... Yeah, it wasn't. It was. It wasn't indecisive in any way. No? He, he, he went through and he he made his mind up and he and he went for the finish and the keeper was equal. So. Yeah. Frustrating. He made. Frustrating. He made the, the, it was one of them where it was for me like the. And all read like it was. I think it was Mark Gabudini on Twitter was having a pop with him, saying he made the wrong. It was the wrong kind of finish. It's like, well, it's all. What 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 was the right kind of finish? Go around the goalkeeper, slide it to his left, slide it to his right, go through his legs, blast it. He's not doing the cha-cha slide. Well, but but what is what was the right? Like it's already saying. Well, it was all very well saying. Oh, it was a wrong finish because he because the keeper saved it. Say so what's don't say it's the wrong finish. Say as a experienced former striker who's played in the top three divisions, he should have probably like I would have if I, it was me, I probably would have done this. Just don't say like oh it's the wrong finish. And it was also a comment about the problem we've got is he only scores one kind of goal, which is very much in the. All he does is scores goals wheelhouse, which is like the stupidest of all like criticisms of strikers that we've had over the years. 
you know, people like Graben and Madger leveled up them all. Well, all they do is score goals, right? I that's mean, the, for a start, that's, could, the, that's the job. So like, well, you can't have a goal to keep, or all he does is save shots. Like, do, do, they not, do they not mean just to play a devil's advocate that if you if if the team stops you from putting a cross in and he's not that header, then he he, he scored twenty two league goals. Madrid scored fifteen goals. Like it's not like he scored six goals all season. You'd have a, you, and then you could I think you could argue then you could have that argument. But when someone scored that many goals, like in your third in the league, I think it's just a. I just uh, and he doesn't take penalties, like I think it's just a very strange, strange angle. I mean, can you name me a striker in the bottom two divisions of a football league who scores all kinds of goals and is a complete centre forward? but don't exist because they go on to higher levels within six months. If asked what they can do and they can't, yeah. so like Ivan Tony, for example, there, there's your example. Yeah. Or yeah, I can't even think of another one off the top of my head of recent times. Anyway. Right, well... But you're right. The Wise Men Say podcast is brought to you in association with From the Terraces. Cargo shorts. For a 10% discount, enter the code WMS10 at the checkout stage. Bucket heads. While you do that, check out the From the Terraces podcast, presented by Rory Fallow and Matthew Keeling. T-shirts. For more information, search for From the Terraces on social media. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. On to the Wigan game then. Um, extremely important that there's the, there's a bounce back from this. Wigan are a strange team, aren't they? They obviously had the point deduction and they are down there. Um, but they're, they're just very unpredictable as a team, aren't they? Sometimes you look at, the, at their results and... Um, you know, you raise your eyebrows, none more so than Lee Johnson's first game here when they came up and, and scored against us. So it's our game in hand on Peterborough. It's of the absolute utmost importance that we win this game. Nobody's... Oh, no we, have to win. we have to win this one. I mean, you look at the fixtures we've got at the end of the season. We have to beat We have to beat Wigan, we have to beat Ackman, we have to beat Northampton, we have to beat Plymouth. So there's four wins that we have to have. So if you win for those four games and say you beat Hull, you've got, I think you've got a really good chance of getting promoted automatically. Um, so, yeah, you have, like this one, in the last seven games, 
you're going to gain it with a team in the bottom four who could get relegated. And when you see that on the highlights, they do seem a threat on in terms of attack. But then, you know, and they'll, they'll be Doncaster 4 1, was it, at the weekend? The other side of the coin, well, Hull went there and beat them 7 0. Um, and I think it's heartening that we've got the ability to score goals. We we haven't done it as frequently, but scoring goals early in games has been a feature of the last few months. So, you know, the ideal thing would just get get one get an early goal, settle it down a bit, and try and build on that. It would be I think going to Wigan and winning, you know, three or four on this for us for ourselves, getting three or four goals and really like kind of that's a, that would be a, like a win's a win, and obviously if we won one nil, then I'd be happy. But I think like to get people's confidence back on side to go and win that game comfortably. I think people would be looking at it going, oh well, you know that was a like really convincing win and give people a bit of belief back. Yeah, because we uh, yeah, and we've seen us draw these games far too many times, haven't we? Because yeah. I know we don't feel like we draw as many now under Jack Ross, but we're still we've still drawn more than anybody else. In the division, it's joint top with a couple of others, isn't it? So, um, well, Blackpool have drawn 10, I think we've drawn 14. 14. I was looking, I think Charlton have drawn 11. Us, us and Shrewsbury have drawn 14 each, everybody else is lower than that. So, it's still a thing, still a theme, isn't it? Like Peter yeah. and Hull have only drawn seven each. Um, lost a lot of games, or Hull, yeah, obviously. You can afford it if you, if you win, yeah. just turn some of those draws and wins. Um, in terms of team selection, any any sort of massive changes we, we see coming? Grand Ledbetter is going to start, isn't he? Yeah, I'd say so. So what do we think about the day then? I'll save you under 23s had a game and Johnson hinted that Bailey Wright might have been in that team and he's not played. So do you reckon he's had an injury setback or do you think he might be like in the squad tomorrow? I think he'll be in the squad, personally. I think he said after the game he had some decisions to make. I wonder if that was one of them. Mm. Um. I'd be desperate to get 09 back to right back or that, that right part of the, the side of the defence, whatever, in whatever system, whether it's a back three or a back four. Um, and if I was going to do a back, if I was going to go with a back five of any description, then it would have McLaughlin and Wright in the, as the centre backs alongside Sanderson with 09. This isn't because I don't think 09's been decent at centre back. I just think we've got to be careful that we. I don't. I think he's better utilised when other players are available. If, if he's, if he's in a area. position, either yeah. right wing back or centre midfield, he's going to get your goals. He's going to get yeah. your assists. He's going to run. He's going to run beyond. He's mm. going to. He's going to make it difficult for them. But he's going to push teams back, and we need that. Um, you know, to get ourselves up the pitch and impose ourselves in the final third. Hume definitely has to come back in. Um, Interesting that our manager even mentioned that they were targeting left back position. It's not even a secret anymore. I know. I mean, you know, he works his backside off, to be fair. And, and, but he's, you know, I wouldn't say he was like, was he at fault for the, for the throw in though? Like for the goal? I think that was a collective problem, right? Rather than McFadden, I think. Could take your pick with that one, with that second one. Yeah. So, but Hume's just better, isn't he? So, if you had Hume on one side and O9 on the other, I mean that's a mad thing. You would have been playing like 
people out of position in that in that area for months now. So it'd be nice to have a bit of balance. Well, I think you know, Ledbetter would come in as well. Hume, I, th- I think he will bring Hume in now. I think he's, he's sort of built him up with that, isn't it? And that they're there too. You know, we, we've just said there that potentially Wright comes in. Um, Jones surely going to start, isn't he? After not starting on the weekend, he would have been disappointed not to start. You would have thought. What was the theory? Was it the suggestion? Don't know if there was one. I was, I was just thinking one of you were going to say, well, actually, he said he was injured or something, which I, I think it was. Heard. A, his, I'd, I'd seen a suggestion that his partner was due to give birth. <laughs> okay. Well, what, well, well, what's the difference? Well, what, I, well, I don't know. I don't you know, know. How could you be super not start? Well, maybe a... you can nick off, like, you know, if it, if it <laughs> oh, happens. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I know you've, that just seems you'd either be not be in the squad and not available, or you will be available. Yeah, I know. I know Once happened in an Northern League game, that like someone started, but on the proviso of, oh, like if I get the phone call, like I've got to nick off straight away. So, like, someone was just in the dugout. Oh, your last has got to give birth. So, we started like get subbed off straight away and leg it in the cart of the hospital. But I can always remember an announcement in the at Roger Park once saying, can such and such, obviously before mobile phones and that. Because such and such please contact their nearest steward. Your wife, um, your life, your wife has just gone into labour, and then the whole ground cheered. <laughs> my childhood memories could have been a wind up, could have been genuine. Don't know. Just but uh, like on Jones, man, he was crap when he came on, like terrible, like dreadful when he came on at the weekend. He tried to force too much, I think. Yeah. Like. But I think that was a kind of criticism of our general play, like I said at the start of the pod, that I think more than the kind of general performance and missed chances, that really annoyed me because we did get a lifeline out of nowhere and we didn't like kind of take advantage of it at all. All we did was put these like kind of like hopeful diags up to like Ross Stewart mm-hmm. and Charlie White and it just really, really annoyed me because it felt like kind of like party ball almost and I just, I just didn't like it at all. Mm-hmm. Hey, we have been in a little bit into some long ball stuff in the, in recent weeks. Um but we didn't need to do it. Like you say, at the weekend, it didn't feel like something we needed to do. And hopefully we don't get sucked into that again at the weekend, sort of the I'm weekend not- on Tuesday night. I know, and I think another feature of it was, for all we were playing these like diagonal balls, I couldn't believe how compressed we made the pitch. Like, we were playing so narrow again. I think, like, I think Rory might have said on the pod on Saturday, but it was kind of like, it felt like late January, early February Sunderland, where everything was just far too compact and we just need to get a, like, a little bit of width because that's where we've been getting the joy. Yeah, I think, be interesting to see. I'd start Jones, by the way. That's not uh, me yeah, saying he's, like he's. he's uh, that's not no. me he's, like writing them off. And he just he was crap when he came on. It's going to happen. You're going to have like you, you're the, have the players we've just mentioned there. You know, you know, if you sort of right comes in, right Jones, um, led bit of Hume. That's four players. That's an injection of quality, isn't it? Into the I team. So I, I I know that led bit of can't play every game. I understand that. Um, which is why I think he'll start because he didn't start the weekend. I think that's that simple with him. It's going to be start one on the bench one, start one on the bench one, isn't it? And he's probably just going well. To... Then do you want him? For, do you want him available for Blackpool then? Hmm. Hmm. Maybe. Like, maybe you go Power Winchester tomorrow night. Power Winchester, O'Brien, McGeady, Jones, White, and then Wright, Sanderson. Hume and O nine. I wish I could just play O nine in the midfield. midfield I really well, you do. Could, I guess you could, but like <laughs> you could put McLaughlin the right back. You could, but I think what you're saying again is, you know, nobody else. I don't think anybody else in that squad gives you what O nine would give you a right back. Yeah, exactly. Even even though I think like 
you know, I'm kind of agreeing with you and I've talked myself out of it. I've always just been like, no, midfield, put him in midfield, put him in midfield because he can, you know, we will, you don't need me what, to tell you what he can do in midfield. And I think we are lacking that in the middle of the park at the moment. But I can understand we have a lot of players in there who can fit in and, and yeah. do a job and he can he can offer something nobody else can. At right the thing is, if, if, if O'Brien was still out, I'd be tempted to go pop him in that sort of space and then have McLaughlin at right back. Um, he could do that though. He, I mean, he, you know, he hasn't, even when O'Brien's been fit, he's still, there's still games where he's, he's sat him out and put that extra more conventional midfielder in. But I still think you'd get more out of him at right back at the moment with the options we've got in those areas. I'd rather have, you know, the dynamic sort of features of or nine than than McLaughlin, even though McLaughlin's had a decent season. Mm, no, I agree with that. So confidence, people, finally, that we'll turn it around. Go out. I almost, I nearly said there, it would be better if we were at home. But looking at our home record compared to our away record, it doesn't really stand up, does it? Um, no, away record's good, isn't it? So yeah, it's better than the home record, isn't it? So yeah, you know, you could. I mean, the thing is, all I fancy, fancy us to win the game tomorrow. I'd expect us to win the game tomorrow, and if we yeah. don't, I'll be annoyed. I'll be more annoyed than Saturday, obviously. How many points um, did Wigan get deducted? Um, it was last season the deduction. Oh, was it? Yeah, that's why they got relegated because they were like twelfth or something. But I thought in they the championship. Yeah, one, didn't they were. I thought they were going to get given another one. I thought that's what they were saying wasn't fair uh, or something. Oh. I think because they got to, well, they've been taken over now, haven't they? Um, but yeah. If we don't win tomorrow, then we've we've knacked it really, haven't we? And it's our own fault. And people they, they, can start. They've got something to play for as well. Let's not forget, like you know, oh, yeah, of it's, course, it's, yeah. you know, you think, oh, look at look at Wigan, but they're a point from safety, so it isn't going to be easy. But mm. we're better than them, so the bottom five have sort of detached themselves away from everybody now. Yeah. It's and like Gareth said, sorry, and the four go down. It's like Gareth said earlier, if Hull were going to Wigan tomorrow, we'd be writing out the three points for Hull straight away, wouldn't we? We wouldn't be sat here saying, oh, well, Wigan have been doing all right over one at the weekend. We'd be saying, that that's three points for Hull. So we've got to go in with that mentality. You know, like, get don't worry about, like, the wider context of the season. Just get three points tomorrow. Get yourself back in the race and then worry about Blackpool and Hull after that. Yeah. Okay. You know, if, if, you know, win tomorrow, games kick off on Saturday. See we take an early lead and everyone's looking at the league table going we're in the top we're in the top two, we're in the top two and the like is it if this, if it's stuff if the game's ended now. And that's what had happened. So we're not that far. It feels on paper it feels further away than it actually is. But the reality is win tomorrow. We've got we've won our game in hand, two points off that um two points off that uh second place and off we go and knowing that the pressure is then on them because say fixtures wise I would say there's after the weekend they start to get tougher and hours sort of ease off. a little bit yeah it is a six o'clock kickoff. I didn't know that that would have caught me good <laughs> get, it out the, get it out of the way <laughs> get me haircut tomorrow I mean what a treat that's going to be so it would be nice to double it up with the victory a pint a day in, outside in a pub a haircut and then a Sunderland win. I mean, what a treat. It's it would be. I living. Mean, that is living. Right. Well, 
you know, we'll, we'll this time tomorrow we'll be getting ready for the for the kickoff, and uh, we look forward to the um, renewed optimism stroke meltdowns tomorrow night. So, as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.